0: I received a couple of no's. At first I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? You haven't, you never even tried it. So how are you going to tell me no? But you know, like I said, my partner, that's my right hand man. He's like, guess what? There are going to be no's, but there'll be a lot of yeses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I look at it. He's right. There will be some no's and I can't get upset or let myself get upset because of a no.
2: Welcome to Gail and Tia's Adventures. This is a podcast in where we talk about our life adventures and things that we're excited about, and we love to bring friends along. Gail, how have you been this week?
1: Pretty good, Tia, pretty good. I've had a pretty interesting and busy week. And, you know, it was funny. I was talking to my son, who's a junior in college, and it's amazing to me how many courses of study that are being offered now that weren't offered when we were in college.
2: Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. I just came back from my daughter's homecoming at Towson. And I mean, there were kids doing digital studies or social media, being Mm -hmm. a minor. Video games. (laughs) Yeah. Video games, Mm -hmm.
1: filmmaking,
2: you know, all types of things that I think we had the
1: basics, business, business. Nursing, Math, science, nursing, communications.
2: Right. And I really think I was talking to someone. I think it's because now people are moving away, honestly, from just sticking to that corporate career or that mm-hmm. one career. They want to do things that they're passionate about. They're taking all different avenues. And these younger kids, they're really not accepting what we accepted right out of right. college. So basically, you just go get a job and you just do whatever you're told. I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. You take it and you just make the best.
1: Right. But times certainly have changed. And people, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> these funny. kids are doing some, you know, different things that we just didn't think about. Mm-mm. We didn't think about, nor was the opportunity even posed to us or hinted. You know, like you said, we felt like, okay, our job was to graduate college, move out, get a job, be on your own, start your life. Uh-huh. And now it's like these kids, kids, you know, these younger folks are really trying to start their own businesses. And they're doing a great job. I, right. you know, it's and amazing think, some things that they're kind of. And out. I
2: think it's encouraging. To us, I, you mm-hmm. know, admire people who go for what they're interested in. They go for different right. things. They don't just say they're one thing. There's several things. Exactly. They, they're working out all types of hobbies and turning them into, you know, streams of income. They're looking exactly. to contribute in different ways instead of just one way. They're taking something they've learned and turned it into something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm starting to feel, even though we're, you know, in our middle age, and that's pushing it. <laughs> middle age. Wow. Uh, you know, we are we're in our middle age. Let's yeah, say. yeah, yeah. To those, you know, dare I say, golden years, mm. we mm. can still reinvent, we can still be something else. It's yes. exciting to me.
1: I think it's very exciting. And equally exciting is our guest today. She is one of those people who are really getting out there and turning her interests and passions into, you know, her adding to her stream of income. And it's really impressive. So I would like to introduce to our audience, Anne Lawrence. She is an educator, author, and entrepreneur. So Anne, welcome to Gail and Tia's Adventures podcast.
0: Welcome. Thank you, ladies, for having me. This is so amazing. I'm so excited to talk all things entrepreneurship. <laughs> Great success for you guys. This is an awesome platform, and I'm excited to be here. Great. Thanks. We're excited to have you. So, Ann, tell us about your background. Okay. So... I have a bachelor's degree from Charlotte University in Sociology. I have a master's degree in counseling from North Carolina Central University. And then I have a second master's in school leadership from George Mason University I went to school for sociology. And I wanted to do counseling growing up. You know, a mentor was like, you should do counseling. And I was like, OK, but which is crazy. <laughs> I used to, you know, growing up with my girlfriends, we used to always play school. I was a teacher. And like, I don't want to grade all of these papers and do all that work. I'm not going to school for education. And I eventually moved into the field of education. But out of college and grad school, I was a therapist. I worked in mental health, mental health therapy. I moved to Maryland for a child therapist job. I was home part-time therapy. Uh, for families and children and adults, individuals. I did drug and alcohol treatment, counseling. And it just wasn't enough for me. Mm -hmm. So one mentioned, oh, you know, I just got a job working in education, special education teaching. I get my summers off. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) She said summers (laughs) off. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So I went into education. Literally, I'm telling you, I was still doing my part-time job as a therapist. But then I went in, for education. So I started teaching special ed and that was in, I think I want to say, 05 or 04. And then teachers weren't getting paid nothing. Like I'm living in Maryland and I'm like, this salary. But then, you know, I continued to work in the field of education and special ed. I got my school leadership. Yeah. And this is my 17 year in education. Now I actually for teachers. So I'm out of the classroom. I taught elementary middle school and now I actually mentor teachers. This is my fifth year doing that. So I go in and help them with lesson planning, classroom management, anything that they, mental health,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> coach on their comforter, all of that as well. So that's my background. Okay. And you still get the summers off? <laughs> oh, absolutely, honey. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I told y'all, I said that when, ding, ding, back, I think it was 04, because I moved to Maryland in 03 from Raleigh. So I think- mm-hmm had to be 0-4 when she said, oh, I got my summers off. I was like, what? And you getting paid? She was like, yeah. <laughs> Sign me. <laughs> so I, now I used to get two summers off. Now, since I'm an 11-month employee, mm-hmm. I get about, well, about six weeks. But before, it was from June till the last week in August. So okay. yeah, now it may be. But six weeks, hey, let's say if it's five weeks, I'm good with that. That yeah. sounds
1: good. I take it. So, look, did you use your summers to really develop your passions? Like, when did you start writing? Or you have a boutique, top-level boutique. Mm-hmm. Tell us how so, you started using your summers to turn your passions into realities. So,
0: as an author, I started writing in 2014, 2011. Mm-hmm. And always, when I was in college, I had a story in my head, and I still, it's still there. And I started writing it down, and then I walked away from it. Mm-hmm. All right. So then as I was teaching special education, like I said, I always would go in the bookstore to find books, picture books for my students. And fifth and sixth grade, I taught a little bit of fourth, but mainly my sped students were fifth and sixth. And so we did a lot of writing assignments and I would do read alouds to them. And I was like, oh my God, they are excited about the pictures. And I was like, I can do this. So and I went inside of the bookstores and I saw Spike Lee's book, Please, Baby Baby, please. And the pictures out of this world. And so I met my illustrator a few years back. She did invitations for my mom and her best friend's invitation for their birthday. And I was like, we need to collaborate. So we collaborated. I said, I want to do children's books. She did all of my illustrations. And I did. I wrote during the summer. Sometimes like after you get off, if something comes to my mind, I would start writing. But the main, like one day my brother told me a story about the missing dog, my last book. And I wrote the story literally in one day because it was right there, you mm-hmm. know? And so it just depends when it comes, boom, you know, I'm ready to go. So yeah, the summertime, but then also I like to travel in the summer, but if it comes to me right then and there, I just do it and push it right out. So mm-hmm. how many books do you have? Four, Dana the Diva, My Dad, My Granddad and Me. I Remember and Our Dog Dino. So all of them can be found on Amazon, my website amlbooks.com. Mm-hmm. They're there as well. So yeah, that's fun. And Dana the Diva has two parts. I wrote it and then paused that one and wrote the day, the dog dino in one day cuz Dana the Diva part 2 is already written, but it was just my illustrator just waiting for me to say oh, okay, let's go with this one. Mm-hmm. And how do you go about getting your books published? So there's a lot of different publishing companies. The first go around, I paid for a publishing company, but the other times I researched different avenues that were, some were free. You just, Mm -hmm. and so I went that route and I purchased my own ISBN number so that it's my work. So if you take like even uh, Kindle Direct Publishing with Amazon, take your own ISBN number, it's your work, you can go other places. Um, If you do straight Kindle Direct and let them give it to you, it kind of like Amazon kind of like you own the book but you only have to market it to them. Okay. There's other publishing companies out there, Outskirts Press. My first two books was published through Outskirts Press. There's Lulu, like I said Kindle Direct Publishing, Ingram Spark. So there's a lot of different publishing companies out there as well.
2: Okay. Great. And what exactly Got to the point say I'm going to do this because you said it was in your head and I think a lot of people say oh I want to do this I want but they don't take the action you know it just doesn't go anywhere they say mm-hmm. a lot of great ideas are in graveyards because no one ever took the action so what prompted you to say I'm doing this today you know this so I-
0: yeah I wrote I remember and I put it to the side. Mm-hmm. True story. I was in New York at a black history program and there was a young lady who wrote a book. She was there, it was office displays in Harlem. No, were we were in Harlem. We were in Manhattan, but um there were different vendors and I saw a lady, she wrote a book and I was like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting. And I purchased the book and I said, I wrote a book too, but I, you know, she was like, finish it. She was like, what do you mean? Uh. Yeah. She was like, true story. And that night, the next day I went home finished editing, got it out, and put it out there. And like you said, because I was just like, you know, a lot of times I self-doubt, I fear, I like it. Are they going to want it? Are they going to purchase it? Are they going to support me? And then when she said do it, I was like, okay, you're right. And then I continued in the next story. And I was doing book events and people were like, oh, you're going to write something about boys. My, my granddad and me. And then Dana the diva is just about a little girl. She's flashy. She likes to dress up. She's smart, but she enjoys fun times with her friends. And that's what I enjoy about writing is because a lot of stuff comes from things that I've experienced Mm -hmm. my family stories and you know someone else can relate to it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's the author side of you know one of my side hustles (laughs) (laughs) well then tell us when you introduced top level boutique so in 2015 I introduced top level boutique and so again I'm telling you, I went to this event and saw, and I've always loved fashion. I always love fashion, dressing up, coordinating. And it's crazy because even when I was in college, this guy, he told me, he was like, and I walked across the campus literally in sweatpants, a hoodie, and I may have had on sneakers. And he was like, yo, and you must really be sick because I've never, (laughs) (laughs) and I was, I don't know, I was so sick that day. But I used to go to campus, boop with my little heels, my dream. Like it was never a time I would step out of my dorm, going anywhere without looking nice. And so I used to like to coordinate and things in college. And so, you know, life happens. And then 2015, I went to an event and someone was selling dresses, you know, $45, $50, whatever. And women were in awe. I mean, I was just like, women love to shop. They love fashion. And I was like, I can do this. I can Mm -hmm. do it. All I need is a couple of sample pieces. I can do this. Went to New York, found me a wholesaler, found a couple of pieces, took a couple of pictures of me in the outfit. It was like, boom, I'm starting a boutique. Had my cousin model a couple of outfits. One weekend I went home, posted it. People were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And for me, if when I find styles, if I like it, nine times out of 10, most of the people are going to rock it. You know, even if it's something that, may look a little weird or different people like it and so like I said I had a couple of coaches along the way of business saying oh okay you should do this you should do this and just giving me advice about that piece of it social media there's like oh you need Instagram I was like I got Facebook I don't want to do another social but Instagram is just amazing like Mm -hmm. I post me in a shirt and 20 minutes later I'm getting texts oh I need it in a small oh I need it in a where people would just go straight to the website. So that's how boutique started. And I've done a lot of pop-up shops, in-home pop-up shops. If women are having events, brunches, I'll bring some styles and give the person posting a discount for having me and their people purchasing items. I've done, like I said, brunches, workshops, different events. I've traveled out of state. I kind of like to stay local when it comes to boutique stuff because... Mm -hmm. I'm not driving all the way to Tennessee with a whole bunch of clothes in the back, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've done, and even through the pandemic, oh gosh, I'm surprised because I was able to still send items out. Women were still wanting to look cute during the pandemic, so, you know, I had a couple of styles that were comfortable for them, like, you know, suits, sweatsuits, chill stuff, sweaters, and things like that, because a lot of people were on the show, so they wanted their top to show, so Yeah. Mm-hmm right how the whole boutique thing is. so this is the sixth year and toplevelboutique.com is still rolling so how do you find the time or maybe i should say how do you organize
2: your time because you've got to be pretty organized to have all of this going and we just touched on three things the teaching the books and the boutique we have something else but just going here how do you find the time for all of this
0: so me, and that's crazy because I, for me, I'm an organized person. I am. It was crazy because growing up, like my closet is color coordinated and, you know, <laughs> that's the organization in me. You know, I feel like some people can just do things at the last minute and it turn out amazing. Yeah. Me, like, even if I pack to go out of town, I pack a week ahead of time because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to forget this. Which outfit am I wearing here? I hate being that last-minute person when it came to papers in college.
2: Yeah,
0: my paper done a week before it was due. You know, my friends are like, "Oh, I'm working on my paper tonight," and I'm like, "Have you finished yours? Oh, that was done last week." (laughs) I'm telling y'all, you know, some people can just crunch out a ten-page paper. I don't want to be under that much pressure, so. After the nine to five, you know, I try to devote an hour or so to each one of my businesses a day. Ah, that's
2: good. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, that's an entrepreneur tip for try to carve out an hour of your time per day for whatever businesses you have outside of your regular nine to five. I want to get to a point where I don't have to, you know, rely on a nine to five. I'm not there yet. I will be. I'm speaking it into existence, but. Mm-hmm. Last year, during the pandemic, which is so crazy, I got an assistant. So my partner, my boyfriend, he was like, you need an assistant. And I was like, no, I don't trust anybody with my businesses. Right. I'll give people my credit card to go pay for this, that, and the other. And my cousin, you know, during the pandemic, people were being creative with all types of things. People right. were making scrubs, soaps. <laughs> trying to make rent. I mean, we were coming up with, with a lot. Right. Right. I was in here Man with sugar scrub, like we were all in the house. Right. So, you know, I put the idea, my cousin and I was like, I need an assistant. We got to get this going. So she was living in Vegas at the time and her business was born as the savvy assistant. So I put her on to some of my other friends, my sorority sisters, like she's down to like, I want to say eight or nine clients now. Wow. And And there's an assistant, like a rotating type of. She's a virtual assistant. She started it during the pandemic. Like I said, she was living in Vegas at the time. And you know, that three hour difference. And then now she's back on the East Coast in our hometown. And what's her name? We might need it. (laughs) (laughs) She's the savvy assistant. I will send you guys the information on Instagram. If you look up. The savvy assistant on Instagram, she'll come up. It's a little picture of her, mm-hmm. Is, you know. She may be taking clients now. She may not. I know, like she said, she had nine, eight or nine of us. Cause, and then people mm-hmm. were reaching out to me. Oh, I need you. Because she does, I mean, when I found her. I was just like, oh, she'll write a letter. She'll reach out to this. She, I don't, you know, contact, set up events for me, pay for things, order, mm-hmm. you know. And that really helped a lot. I mean, I just really... Didn't know how much I was doing until I had her to take off. And then last year, this year, I had an intern. That's another tip for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. These colleges for intern because they're helpful. I mean, they were able to find certain things for me as well. Researching things, putting together slideshows.
1: Yeah, you know, that's interesting because
0: you know what? we never. Well, I shouldn't
1: say never, but a lot of the times we don't think we need help.
0: Or we don't like to ask for help. And then when we get the help, it's like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Hello? And that's Mm -hmm. when I was like, what was I thinking? I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? But, you know, and she, like I said, she's amazing. I'll give you guys her information afterwards. But Mm -hmm. you just never know. But you want someone who's going to protect your businesses, you know, crush your vision, your mission, and do it right. You know, she'll always say, Thing. she's working on my website for my other business now she recreated my book website so you know and I don't my flyers oh my god I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of my spirit flyers mm-hmm. I mean that's one less thing that I have to do so
1: yeah,
0: yeah. wow and then
1: what amazes me is that's not it there's more <laughs> for you and exactly just a couple of months ago you launched ego vodka
0: Mhm. So
2: yeah. was how, how that okay, started. How did that
0: come about? Okay, back in college, you know, we all had a sip one, two, three. Back, <laughs> we all had some fun in college, right? <laughs> even you know, or whatever. And I would drinking was just not my deal. Like I was like, what? But you know, have a cocktail here and there, and so, and even wine, I was like, ooh. And so, literally in 2018, I was out with my family. out of town. And we were sitting at a bar and my brother was having a couple of cocktails or drinks or whatever, beers. And the bartender was like, well, are you having something? I was like, ma'am, no, I'm good. I'm not drinking. She was like, and my brother was like, oh, have a drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. Then the bartender, true story, she's like, I have something for you to taste. It's wine. She was like, you'll like it. And it was a brand of wine. It was just a brand of wine and it was really good. And I was like, okay. I like this. It wasn't strong. I mean, it's sweet, yeah. but if you're not a heavy wine drinker, you know, it was good. And I loved all of their different brands. And so I was like, I'm gonna get into the wine business. So I and over the pandemic again, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> we had to get creative with the things that we were doing. You know, you couldn't really go anywhere. So outside was the thing last year during the pandemic. So we, a couple of friends, we stumbled upon a whole bunch of wineries and I'm like, oh my God, these are amazing. There's some right down the street from me and all over Maryland. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know all of this. So long story short, I wanted to venture into the wine business. So I was reaching out to wine makers in the area, nothing, nothing, nothing. And so I went axe throwing at a uh, <laughs> location, and they had, right, you know, pandemic, fine and fun days. Right. And <laughs> and so right and they, it was a distillery nearby and so we did uh, spirit tasting distillery and spirit tasting and so I was like you know what my friend went over was talking to the owner like oh do you partner with people whatever it was like we sure do and I was like okay I think I would like to go into the vodka business start off the first and then eventually get to the wine because he wanted to do whiskey and so I was like okay well you get the whiskey rolling I'll get the vodka going, mm. and that took a little bit of time. Not responding back, whatever. So I found somebody else. I hit him. Oh my god, I found somebody! They said they're ready. They do this. Da, da, da. Let's get it. Let's get it. And so that's how that came about. And then you know, like I said, for me, once I tasted the vodka that I have, I was like, okay, now this is smooth. It doesn't give you a bite when it goes down. Your chest—it's is not, it's <laughs> actually really no. And you know, I've had it. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. And it doesn't give you that strong heart, and it is really smooth. And so that's how I got into the whole vodka business. And I tell you, it's a different world because I have to sell my product to stores with Uh businesses. I'm marketing myself. And even with this, I'm marketing myself, but I don't have to go in stores. Uh You know, I go to events, you want something, boom, it's here. I sell it right directly to you. So that has just been a process too, just networking with the stores in the area, trying to sell your product. And it's been going great. I would say I first started in the first store, October 12th or 13th, I want to say maybe Mm -hmm. September. So it's been about close to a month and I'm in five stores in Maryland. Wow. Yeah. And I'm going to expand more. I have a list of other stores in the area. I haven't even touched the Baltimore area or the Frederick or the other counties, Howard County area. I'm just in personal, mm-hmm. So, but yes, yeah, so that's how I got into the spirit business.
1: So it's just a matter. You walk into a liquor store and tell your story and have your bottle of vodka to have them taste. Mm-hmm. And then you just ask, you know, can I sell my and product? And it's either yes store? or no.
0: Like, and I tell them what stores I'm in. I tell them how many bottles I've gone through in less than two weeks. And I just pitched my product and I'm like, you can sample it. And they're like, okay, let's give it a try. I mean, what harm can it do? Right, like, right. Seller, it, it won't and like you can start of off again. Ego, EGO, organic vodka, so gluten free as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ann, you're very successful, obviously.
2: Really?
1: But thank you. You know, <laughs> I'm going to assume that you hit some roadblocks. You heard people tell you no, things didn't always go well. So, tell us some of the greatest lessons you've learned
0: along your entrepreneurial way. Let me start with the vodka. So, yeah, I go into a store, and the spirit business is a male dominated business. There are a few of us women that are out there that are entrepreneurs that are making whiskey. We have bourbons and different spirits. And so, I received a couple of no's. At first I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? You haven't, you never even tried it. So how are you going to tell me no? But, you know, like I said, my partner, that's my right hand man. He's like, guess what? There are going to be no's, but there'll be a lot of yeses. Mm-hmm. I look at it. He's right. There will be some no's and I can't get upset or let myself get upset because of a no. Because everybody's going to want your product. Everybody's not going to want you in their store. And, you know, I'm a woman. So a lot of times I get the looks and the stares, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a woman, you know, you have a vodka, and then I have to pitch, you know, where it's distilled and, you know, just sell myself. So with the vodka, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I've had a lot of yeses versus noes, but I've had a couple of noes, which is fine too. And some of the roadblocks I face, you know, just along the way, just reaching more people, mhm, block because you know, Instagram and social media is a, a large platform It's social media now. And, you know, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, Oh, wow, this person has 500,000 people following them, right? You know, 20,000, you know, or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, and I'm grateful for the people that have supported me along the way. But I'm like, geez, how, you know, I want that one person to say, you know what, I saw her so that I, could be out there for the masses to see. Uh 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 And I know, yeah, and I'm grateful for everything that I have. The, The number of people that have supported me along the way with writing, with boutique, with consulting, because I do book consulting too with my books for those who are interested in writing. I guide them through the process of writing, telling their story, just guiding them, helping them with publishing information, marketing, and all of that, so I added consulting to AML books as well. And I'm grateful for everything that I've received thus far. But sometimes it gets frustrating because you're like, okay, so when is that one thing going to happen for me that the whole world gets to see it? And mm-hmm. maybe because I may not want the whole world to see it, because then, that- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. There's a whole another level of frustration and worry too. So those are some roadblocks and just learning as I go, like marketing tips and what to do and what not to do and asking for help. You know, once I got my assistant, I was able to really let go of a couple of things and focus on other things. Mm-hmm. So those are a few roadblocks that I faced. And then just the length of time, you know, with this process, with the spirit, it took about a year to get everything going. You know, if you think it's ready, then, oh. sent that to you. Oh, we didn't get it. Well, here's a picture of it right here. Uh (laughs) You know, (laughs) here's a picture. Mm -hmm. I'm going to screenshot it to you because you cashed my check. Right. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so those are a few roadblocks that I would say that I faced and just not having a space. Like, and I know I have to be patient with the whole spirit. I'm going to stores, but I want my own retail store and I don't have to go through middleman. You just... Mm -hmm and retail store you just get it from me Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah Yeah, that sounds great it sounds like
2: you know a couple things I picked up on is one finding those partners in life to help you along so you have people that are encouraging you you have people that actually doing some support for you which is great also and then the asking for help I think that's the big thing you know, asking for help, because I don't think women like to ask for help. We always say we'll ask for directions, but we don't (laughs) want to, you know, for for help. We don't. And we don't want to admit we don't know or we need this. So I think that's really important as well. And then I love that you were inspired by another woman to get going with that book. You know, And what you Mm -hmm. said about sometimes we think nobody will be interested. No one will really care what we have to say. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. somebody will. You're right. Somebody Mm -hmm. will. may not be everybody, but Mm -hmm. someone will relate to Mm -hmm. what you're doing and will encourage you. And I think just hearing that is just great for even our listeners who are out there who want to keep going. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so much more to do. And Mm -hmm. it's showing that you're doing so many things and contributing in so many ways. I just think it's inspiration.
1: Absolutely. So, Anne, look, before we go, tell us
0: where we can find you on social and all of that. Give us your websites. So amlbooks.com is Mm -hmm. my book company. You can follow me on Instagram at amlbooks1. That's my Instagram. And the website is amlbooks.com. Toplevelboutique.com at boutique. And the website for Ego Vodka is being developed as we, you know, right now, but Mm -hmm. on Instagram, it's at Ego Vodka. Wow. That is amazing.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's great. Well, we will definitely um, let us know when the uh, Vodka website goes live. Okay. So we can tell our listeners.
0: Yeah. EgoVodka.com will be the website. Mm -hmm. We're looking at November 1st for to have it go live. And my assistant is just. Me to send her pictures. So. <laughs> I'm like, girl, <laughs> listen, like, mm. can you just take some pictures of the bottle for me? You know, but <laughs> well, and this here. is so
1: great. Like you are an inspiration, you are a go-getter. You know, you do what you say you're gonna do. And you know, like you said, sometimes it takes a little push, but you do it. One mm-hmm. other thing I admire is that you know, you're very intentional that you Mm -hmm. said you take at least an hour a day, every day per Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. You know, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is a lot Mm -hmm. of work that goes on behind the scenes, but congratulations. I mean, it's amazing. I love the vodka. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) You have to go out and get that ego vodka and the books are, are adorable for kids. So congratulations. And then when we get back into the office and start going out, we know where to go. To get some new clothes, <laughs> top level right. boutique. When it's time right. to ditch these stretch pants, which you probably sell as well, <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably yeah. I I <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know the holidays are coming up, so we need some um, outfit yeah. and things. So right, right, top level boutique
2: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and Lawrence, thank
0: you so much for joining thank us you, today. This thank you, ladies, so much for having me. This was mm-hmm. amazing.
1: Well, you're amazing and we appreciate you being here and continued success. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Gail and Tia's Adventures podcast. And we'll be with you again soon.
2: Talk soon.
1: Bye. Bye.